Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. On this week's episode, I, Aaron, and Kevin are wrapping up our time together in the Beatitudes by looking at this final uh, blessing statement of Jesus. Blessed are the persecuted, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Um, but then we also round out all the Beatitudes and talk about some of our, our favorites, or at least the ones that are kind of sitting with us as we uh, move on. And so uh, we'll ask you listeners, kind of what are your what, what are some of the things you're taking away from this time in the Beatitudes as well? We hope that uh, in our study of them that you will know that you are blessed by being a Jesus follower, and we hope that you are blessed by this conversation. We hope you enjoy it. Kevin. Morning, Aaron. Good to be here with you again. Yes. After a nice, nice long weekend. Yeah. A little Labor Day weekend. That's right? right. That's right. Great weather for it too. My gosh, it was gorgeous. Yeah. All weekend. I heard and I saw many pictures of the Northern Lights. Did you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you I, I also saw pictures yeah. and uh, heard stories and did not see them okay. with my own eyes. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Actually, my wife Molly, she's you know she grew up in the UP yeah. and. Still has never once seen the Northern Lights with like her own eyes. Full glory. In their full glory, yeah. I don't know if she's ever seen them dance a little bit, you know, from yeah. a distance. But... Right. Yeah, we haven't, I mean, we haven't either. Like, our some of our older kids, are. they saw the pictures now, and they're like, next time, wake, wake us up and, and, uh, and take us out, like, to the beach, you know? I'm like, oh, man, mm. maybe, maybe sometime. Yeah, I suppose your kid, like... Hazel, I mean, even they're, TV. They're getting close. They're getting, yeah. I was going to say, well, Hazel, so, sure getting old now. So I think it happened like two nights in a row. Mm-hmm. The second night, um, Abby woke up because uh, Ari, a baby, uh, woke her up at like 1 or one thirty, And the, the kids had told Abby, like, wake me up if they're out. And so when when Ari woke Abby up, she went out on her deck and she, she could see. I mean, we're, we're in town and we have a street light and so that messes stuff up, but... She could see a, a green street, like one no coming kidding. up real high. Okay, yeah. So she went and woke the kids up. Oh, cool. Um, and, uh, and they went out on the deck for a little bit, but they yeah. couldn't they couldn't see much. Sure. So. They get a kick out of that, though? Like, wait, I mean, I think so, yeah. something to just get them in the middle of the night to see. Well, yeah, because then I got, I, nobody woke me up. So I, then in the morning, <laughs> I, I, I the kids got up and I was like, the northern lights were out again last night. And, uh, and they go, oh, we know. I was like, what do you, what do you know? And like, yeah, mom woke us up. I was like, Mom woke you up. Like, yeah, one thirty. I was like, really? <laughs> so I guess, yeah. Anyways, Abby said, "Are you sad I didn't wake you up?" And I was like, mm, "Not really." <laughs> <laughs> Sleep was worth it. Yeah, I've I've done that before, uh, not for Northern Lights, but um, there was a year a few years back where there was lots of blood moons. Mm. I was living in St. Louis at the time, and uh, and I remember setting alarms for like the middle of the night oh, to get really? up and go look. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. I mean, it's, it's like, that's such a strange thing to go, you know, it's like, I mean, it's pretty, I guess yeah, that's yeah. the point, but, and rare as well, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. There's something to looking up at the sky, you know, well, yeah. middle of the night. And we actually, I've been reading to, to Hazel and Max the, for the last like week or so, we're reading this book about um, what are the, what are the constellations? Mm. So it's all about stars and the, the constellations and the cosmos and stuff and it's just it's just it's some mind-blowing stuff mm-hmm. like how big how big the universe is and for sure stuff, so yeah. yeah i i still get blown away thinking about like in the olden days how they used the constellations for like navigation yeah. you know what i mean like 
for us now, it's just like, oh, that's pretty up there. Yeah. Or unless you're really deep into the space exploration, you're like, oh, this is also like how humanity is going to, you know, thrive for yeah. the next thousand years. Right. But. <laughs> well, yeah. anyways, enough of outer space, I suppose. Mm, sure. we'll come back down to, down to reality. Room. Come back down to the mountain. <laughs> um, yeah, we wrapped up. We wrapped up a sermon series uh, on Sunday this last week. Mm-hmm. Um uh, September 4th, I guess, 2022, we'd been preaching through the Beatitudes of Jesus. Uh, and so on this podcast, uh, we've pretty much been tracking along with that uh, over the course of those eight weeks as well. And um, wrapped it up with those the final words of Jesus, blessed are you when you're persecuted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the, you know, I mean, we talked about how the whole Jesus saying, using this word blessed or our idea of hashtag blessed. There's, you know, maybe a gap between how we would normally think and what Jesus is saying. This one was like the most severe gap. I yeah. feel like it's not, not too often you think like, yay, persecution. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but there is, uh, yeah, I mean, we kind of explored that on, on Sunday and discovered, you know, that um, the blessedness isn't the persecution. You know, just like the blessedness isn't the mourning yeah. or the being, you know, made low, but it's kind of um, uh, all the things. All of what Jesus has started and is bringing, you know, in his resurrection, in his return, um, that's already there for us to hold on and cling to. Yeah. Right? And if that can be your strength, even in the face of persecution, well, then you're invincible. I mean, that's kind of the cool thing. Yeah. I mean, I always like looking at the disciples, the persecuted church in like the early centuries. It's kind of amazing to see such a like fearless group of people yeah. you know what i mean um well they still exist today yeah um, like i've i've done some uh, some preaching in the past too and uh on on the persecuted church still to this day and there are a couple of organizations that are out there um one's one's called open doors another one's called voice of the martyrs and both of these track like um internationally the the uh, where you know where in the world is it most dangerous to be a christian mm-hmm. um like today and um and, and it tells stories of people of like the underground church and what these organizations are doing to um bring bring resources there so yeah so if you're listening those are those are two i mean you can go to their websites one is again open doors and the other is voice of the martyrs mm-hmm. um and and so it's 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 fascinating i mean because you i mean you mentioned in in your story or in in your sermon kind of sharing the fact of like uh in the united states at least i think you know for the vast majority of us our experience of persecution is not not one of having our physical lives being threatened Mm -hmm. um and and but it is but that is the case actually in a lot of places in the world Mm -hmm. and so like i think we need to be aware of of both of those things like we need to know what our context is and i think Mm -hmm. you said something to the effect of like you had an experience where you know where you were nervous about yeah valeting and like what are people going to think of me and you you did something like or what are they going to do just make this kind of face at me like you know and like you just i mean that is kind of a silly way but for real i mean because you said like how much persecution is is that that really right you know but for us it feels like a lot Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is fine. Um, you know, we don't need to like 
We it's don't not a competition have, yeah, for not, persecution. It's not a competition yeah. to see who's, who's the most persecuted. Yeah, exactly. But, but the reality that God is trying to, uh, in some ways, like, make us fearless or, like, in some ways, mature us, whatever our context is, right? Yeah. To be emboldened by his gospel, his yeah. son, you know? Well, and I think what we've seen throughout world history is when the church um, is facing mm. most persecution as seems to be when it when it thrives the most because right. uh, Christianity is a life and death matter. Right. And I think we, we don't think about it that much. Yeah. I mean it, it really is your, your Christian faith is 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 a matter of life and death. Mm-hmm. Currently, but also eternally. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we just kind of think of it as um a philosophy maybe mm-hmm. that we kind of hold on to and if people don't really like that philosophy that we have in our minds right then it's sort of like well why bother with yeah. it yeah 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 that's a nice way for you to live but yeah. i've got my way and it's working just fine for me yeah yeah totally so yeah i think we've lost some of that i don't know and that that's where where i think where the persecuted church realizes the the urgency mm-hmm. of um of the kingdom of heaven, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand mm-hmm. and, it, and Christ is coming soon. And there needs to be, you know, ur- urgency about that. Yeah. Um, especially in, and you, you recognize that when, when your very life is being threatened for holding on to that thing. Right. It's like, yeah, I, this is, this is what I'm going to cling to and nothing else. And I want you to cling to it too. Yeah. 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 Well, and I, I think sometimes too, of that parable uh, that Jesus spoke, I don't know which gospel it's in, um, but it's about the banquet, right? It's this is, heavenly banquet and it's kind of the image of heaven and and uh um the messenger's supposed to go out and invite people right and then they get like responses back that's like oh no i'm working on my farm i gotta tend to my farm oh no i got this thing going on and then like the you know the master of the banquet's like well shoot if they're not gonna come like go into the streets go to the alleyways and like i think those little little pieces even in american life probably closer to the fringe of like life and death right so people struggling you know i mean like with addictions with like real real heavy kind of stuff yeah Um, i know pete uh in town over at the salvation army like he shares stories because that's kind of the demographic he's working with more often and he sees a lot of like big life change for people who are like very like they see jesus or the gospel as like oh my for what it is i mean for salvation you know because it's it's just that much more um, maybe white and black when, when you're pushed up against the ropes like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's kind of too, I think, in uh, the Old Testament when, uh, when they are going to the promised land. That's like Deuteronomy 6 or whatever, when Moses is given his speech. So before they head off to the promised land. But he's like, you know, when you get there, you know, and God's like in these cities that you did not build, and these vineyards you did not dig and all that stuff. Like take care lest you forget about me mm. you know and that's like maybe more the the caution for us because it's like we're we do live in like america i mean it was i think even they used a lot of that like promised land imagery mm. right in history mm-hmm. manifest destiny and all that um we have a lot of good things you know like yeah. we have a, like we are blessed in that sense of the word yeah. you know um but we don't want to be like the israelites and also forget yeah. you know um the big, the bigger picture, the bigger reality. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if this is connected, but <laughs> in my uh, in my daily Bible reading this morning, one of the one of the places I'm I'm in and reading through is Ezekiel, mm. and Ezekiel's you know a prophet to the 
uh, Old Testament people and, and living in Babylon and stuff too. And this whole section I was reading today was 60 some verses of um, God basically lambasting his people, calling them whores, you know, mm. and that they've been whoring after this and whoring after this and whoring after this and whoring after this. And yeah. um, it's, I mean, it's just like, it's striking. And, and But then there was a statement where it says like, uh, I mean, it basically said prostitutes <laughs> normally get paid for doing uh, this. Yeah. You didn't even get paid. You paid, you paid to like whore yourself out to these other places and stuff. And it's just like this sure. striking thing of like, whoa. I mean, you know, I, I think we could all, we a lot of times we can all play that role too, where it's like we just go pursuing all this other stuff. We just like spending money on on all these pursuits of all these things you know mm -hmm. uh, but thankfully at the, the end of that reading it did say god god did say i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna take care of you according to what you've done i'm gonna judge you according to what you've done mm -hmm. but i'll remember my covenant that i made with you mm -hmm. and i will atone i will atone for your sins yeah it's like, huge yeah only god can right you know Right. So, no, I mean, I think it ties in at least really well with uh, what, some of what I was hoping to get across on Sunday, um, which is kind of like I use the language of appeasement, you know, okay. it's an idea that like everything out there, you, you have to, you're, you're always having to appease or in yeah. Ezekiel language, pay for um, this acceptance that you're trying to gain. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, you know, I, I used the story from, it was kind of a, an odd story, and I don't know if the connection was that clear, but Demetrius in the New Testament in Ephesus, yeah. he's making those figurines of uh, the goddess Artemis. Yeah. And um, whenever I said, you know, like, hey, he's meeting with the craftsman, he's like, we got to get these guys out of town, because otherwise people realize they don't have to buy our product uh -huh. to be, you know, accepted. Yeah. Uh, and I was hoping people would understand that as, like, that's to I mean materialistic American twenty first century like you don't have to buy the Nike Air Force Ones mm. to be cool you don't have to you know have whatever you know kind of vehicle or house or um, you know there's all these things that we think we have to have in order to be worthy or something mm. and uh, but it's kind of like that prostitution thing I mean that's that's like that's our that's our um, our present day experience of the gods yeah, yeah. and that's like a really hard it took me a super long time whenever i read the old testament i was kind of just always like yeah i can't believe people thought you had to bow down to wooden objects oh huh, what a bunch of you know <laughs> fools i'm so smart today because i don't bow down to wood or stone you know uh, but to a real god and it's like i didn't make that connection that no a god is anything that you're looking to for your security yeah, your identity yeah. your meaning and all of the counterfeit gods you might say in the world um yeah they're gonna make you pay whereas god like in your passage from ezekiel is like you guys have totally blown it yeah. you know like you haven't followed me yeah and yet i'm still i'm gonna take the cost yeah. you know i'm gonna put it on my back yeah yeah, yeah. only want to do that yeah 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 um it's interesting this this whole persecution thing though because even when you we talk about appeasement or fitting in or whatever like i i've asked uh, i've asked a, a lot of the members of the church um, maybe even some of some of you listening to this when we talk about like um living as christian people in this world and, and bearing witness to jesus and testifying to him and telling other people the good news of jesus um a lot of people 
say that they don't do that mm-hmm. um, for a variety of different reasons. But the, it, there's maybe probably two main ones. One is people say they, they don't know how or they don't know what to say. The other is like the fear of, um, well, fear of just lots of, fear of the unknown of what's going to happen if I do this, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and, and I've, and I've asked the, so it's like, well, I don't know how my employer will respond if I do that. We're not supposed to talk about Jesus at, you know, work. at work or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid if I bring Jesus up, I'm actually going to drive people further away from him mm. um, or from me. Uh, I fear I'm going to mess up relationships or whatever. Um, and so I've asked people, like, have those things actually ever happened to you? You know, and they're like, uh, no, you know, so like we, yeah. we've got a, we've got a, uh, we've got these narratives kind of built up in our minds already. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow, I don't know where they, how they got there. Um, but we, I think we, f- we fear, the, we fear the persecution. I think that's what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I, th- my, my other experience with people is those who have actually faced persecution and st- stood up for their faith recognize that it's it's actually a beautiful thing when when you just when you just do it anyways we just still live as christ regardless of of what comes mm-hmm. and most often um at least even in our context a, a lot of times the what you feared would happen doesn't actually end up happening yeah 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 so yeah yeah we're kind of walking around with a distorted view we have like these distortions about how things are gonna go and yeah. to actually live into that or lean into that experience under undoes or unravels some of those uh, distortions we yeah. hold yeah 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 so the the beatitudes started um with just to kind of kind of wrap this whole thing back together because we've been taking them um, shot by shot yeah uh just remind people what was the the very first one is uh, blessed, blessed are the poor in spirit poor in spirit for theirs yeah. is the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, right at the very beginning, had kind of said, "You, you currently have the kingdom. Like yeah. blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of Presently. heaven." Yep. And then the the the, the subsequent sixth. ones all all said, um, "They will be. They will be they something. Be. They, something will happen in the future." And now this one again says, "Blessed are the persecuted." theirs is the kingdom of heaven so it's kind of a it's a wrap on these things um putting them all together as this package um so it's it's holding together this tension of uh, currently as jesus followers mm-hmm. we have the kingdom of heaven which means we have jesus present with us in our lives the kingdom of heaven is present here in christ by the power of his spirit in our lives we we have him yeah. He's he's here and we we have this this kingdom of heaven. But then we also know that it, not fully. Yeah. <laughs> we don't right. yet fully have it. We will fully have it when Christ mm-hmm. returns. Mm-hmm. Um so there's this there's this tension and we've talked about that this now and this not yet. Um we've talked about like two kinds of righteousness which is this other kind of tension like you know we're totally saved passively mm-hmm. but then we live it out actively. So um, throughout these last few weeks, we've been kind of holding on to this tension, right? And so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, just kind of reflecting back on all the beatitudes, is there one uh, that 
really is kind of just sitting with you as mm. as one like I, I, yeah that's, that's what i'm well that's I'm like holding on to in my life right now I yeah i was going to ask you this kind of same question because it was fun you know we don't normally go this slow through a text yeah but it was kind of fun because it's, it's like the lord's prayer in a way like when you're in confirmation you know yeah. it's prayer all the time it seems simple enough but when you actually break down each petition you realize holy cow yeah. there's a lot going on here like Jesus like really loads his statements with all sorts of kind of big meaning, you know, yeah. that's, this is not there at first glance. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully everyone's walking away with kind of like a renewed sense or when you hear these statements, they're not as like, I used to read them and kind of just be like confused and just like, uh, oh, move on, yeah. you know? Um, but the one that I, I keep kind of tracking with, I think is, um, it's like this renewed idea of, um, the meek and lowly. So, you know, blessed are the, uh, the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Um, because I think for a long time in my life, I have understood that idea of meekness um, only in kind of a very passive, very, like, I'm not going to make waves, mm. you know, like, I'm going to be quiet, you know, going to um, be nice to people, right? Okay. And um, it, it, my eyes were really opened in that one, um, discovering that uh, the praus, the Greek word there for meek, is the same like language that was used for taming wild horses. Okay. You know, so it's like, it's not so much that you're just this like, I mean, there is an idea of taming, but it's taming the sinful flesh. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, and that's not like a, well, you're just like a super meek and sheepish guy. It's, you have an actual hold on the reins mm. of your, you know, the the old Adam that's trying to, to rip out at you. And that yeah. doesn't mean you got to go around and be real meek. Actually, it probably means in, at certain times you're going to be called to speak, mm. you know, because uh, uh, you've tamed that spirit and you, you want others to, um, I guess, basically tame, you know, tame there, mm. like be brought into the kingdom, the kind of kingdom life of Jesus as well. So, um, yeah, so that one, that one has been... That's something, I mean, that's just part of my journey, too, as a, a nine, Enneagram 9 peacekeeper. <laughs> um, I'm afraid to, like the valet story, speak up. Um, so so these ones that have kind of renewed uh, that idea. I actually quoted Luther in the Monday email, but I only qu- quoted him halfway. Okay. So for you select here, you get the bonus okay. part that I probably should have thrown in there. But I said something in there where <laughs> it was the, it might have been that beatitude, but... Um, Basically, this idea, like, you're made in God's image, like, you have value. And I said, you bow to no man, right? And that's what uh, Luther would say is, like, as a child of God, you know, as part of, like, his kingdom people, like, you are are slave to none, type of thing. But then he goes on to say, but you are also servant to all. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, you're freed to be like Jesus. Oh, yeah. And that's the whole thing. And hopefully people caught that because the way we were freed, the way we don't have to appease anybody anymore is not for our own ends. Like it's to serve Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. To follow in his footsteps. He washed our feet, you know, he made us clean kind of thing. But anyways, that's what I'm keeping with me. Cool. How about you, man? Well, I was, as you were thinking, as you were talking about this taming of the spirit though, before, before we started this podcast, I was, I was explaining to you and I'll just briefly tell people that um, over the weekend, I, I found the, I found a, a, a journal that I had to keep for class in seventh grade and uh and, and so there were different assignments and and so i was reading through some of the stuff and it was it was quite funny but there was this uh i don't know there was a there was some arrogance and just kind of coarseness that that 
that came out, you know, in this uh, junior high boy. And, uh, and I was just explaining to, to Kevin too, like how, I don't know, in, in, in my life, like looking back on that, I, I feel like that junior high me was a bit like that wild horse, you know? Yeah, sure, um, sure. And I suppose there's still, like I read that and I'm like, oh, that is, that is still me. That, that's, that's in there. Yeah. But it's certainly been tamed, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. Um, and so it's, a, it's interesting. I mean, um, yeah, so for me, out of, the, out of all these Beatitudes, uh, I mean... I, I think like the one I heard back from a ton of people on um, actually more so than I have in a long time was the the, the peacemakers one mm. like mm-hmm. um, uh, but like so I heard a lot of feedback on that for for me personally though that's not necessarily one that that I, like that was a, a renewed sense for me because it's something that I I really try to live like it, it was already. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why it, maybe I was able to speak clearly because it's like it's already like on my heart a lot to like be a peacemaker. Yeah. Um, anyway, but the the one the one that sat more with me in kind of a renewed sense is the um, blessed are those who mourn, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and just I think I don't know. I, I think for for me like in my own personality. Uh, I don't like to, I don't like to dwell on mourning. (laughs) I like, I like, I like happy stuff. I like joyful things. I like, and so like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I suppose it's probably something that I just know that I need to, to work on. I think is that when those times of mourning happen, it's okay to, to be there. Sure. you know yeah. um and to have uh to to be to be comforted by jesus and by other jesus followers mm. instead of just to be like i don't need to mourn <laughs> sure <laughs> you know? yeah yeah uh, to kind of like close the door on the morning also closes the door on the comfort side. i think so yeah yeah sure so yeah so that's one i don't know that i i, I think i can meditate on and, and kind of just work on and yeah. So. Well, and I would say to you as well, listeners, uh, if you had one that you came away and you're like, that was that was a cool one. I really like this blessed statement and it stuck out to you. I think we would be interested to hear. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Let us so. know. Um, should we give a quick tease on where we're heading next? Well, why not? All right. This is a, this is the, I like this screw. You guys are, we'll give you all the extra, <laughs> <laughs> the secret knowledge. Yeah. Well, we're going to, we're going to be, uh. It's another sermon series that we put together. Um, we're calling it Good Words. Um, and so the Bible is full of all kinds of metaphors, different different words, like word pictures, uh, imagery based in a word um, that, that, that uh, basically to talk about the good news of Jesus. So these are good, good word statements, good word images. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of them. The Bible... Uh, in the New Testament talks, and not just the New Testament, the Old Testament, uses all kinds of imagery to mm-hmm. help flesh out um, this good news of salvation that we have in Jesus. Yeah. Um, so uh, so we're going to be going through a number, uh, I think eight of them. Are we doing eight or seven? Something like seven, that. Seven, right? Yeah. Um, of, these, of these good words. And uh, we won't give them to you all now, but the very first one is, is life. 
So um, next week we'll be talking about life and the sermon and then on the podcast. And uh, that's a good that's a good word, especially since here at St. Peter and Paul, we talk about being alive in Christ. In Christ. So. That's right. I uh, look forward to that. And uh, Kevin, as always, man, it's been good to sit here on the couch at the end and talk about how blessed we are. Jesus, Jesus, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheers, man.